Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of The Spilled Tea. I am your host tonight, Emmy, and I have a special guest with me. His name is Austin. Say hello, Austin. Hey, how's it going? Great. How are you? Doing very well, actually. I um, I wanted to talk to Austin today because he's going to totally get embarrassed. I know it, but he has become sort of an inspiration for a lot of people black, white, thin, skinny, everybody. He's, um, or thin, fat, sorry. Skinny and thin are the same thing. Um, he's been featured on People. He actually lost, at 22 years old, he lost an incredible 166 pounds. That's like a person. It literally is a person. So I didn't want to just have him on just to talk about that, but also, too, what his um, thoughts were behind losing the weight, what um, pr- prompted him to do it, what he's doing now, and the people that he's inspired, what are they saying when they contact him. Um, of course, when I contact him, everybody knows I'm, like, the biggest flirt in the world. I was totally flirting with him. And <laughs> he just came off, like, so nice. So what am I supposed to do? I have to befriend him, you know? So I've actually stopped flirting with him, and I talk to him like a normal person. And he's just such a cool guy, and I just wanted to find out more about him. So um, let's just start by saying, you know, amazing congratulations to everything you've accomplished. That really is truly amazing what you've done. Um, what was the catalyst behind losing the weight? Can you, can, let's just start off there. Um, I think the catalyst behind it was just, I wanted to be, I was so young when I was doing it, so I don't really think health was a big issue. I mean, I, I was on the verge of being diabetic, so I think that was also in my mind, but I think it was more from a social aspect. You know, you're always the outcast when you're that overweight. You don't really get invited to things or, you know, obviously at that point in my life I was thinking about girls and things like that. So, and that really wasn't a possibility given that I was so overweight. So I think it was more for social reasons as opposed to health. But as I started losing the weight, it became more of health. So, wait, let me get this straight. Girls wouldn't even talk to you because you were simply overweight. Yeah, that's that's. I I didn't have yeah girls. You know, I mean they were pretty cruel. You know, they would pick on you about stuff. You know, I mean weight's a big issue, especially when you're that young and you're going through high school and all that. If you're not mm-hmm. in shape or you're not the popular jock, then you're basically mm-hmm. just flying under the radar trying to survive. So yeah, girls was they were non-existent when I was overweight. Did you have any friends in high school at all that you hung out with? Oh, yeah. I had um, I had friends. But see, I was, like, so inconsistent with going to school because of my weight. Like, I didn't want to be there. I'd get in a lot mm-hmm. of trouble, so I ended up 
failing a grade. I think it was in like eighth grade. So I was in a mm-hmm. group of class with a younger generation who didn't know me, and that's when I got picked on the uh. most was like, with them. But like, yeah, my my core group of friends were like really cool, and like a lot of them were popular and stuff. But it was when I failed, mm-hmm. and I was with the younger kids that um, the bullying really started to take off. Now, when you say bullying, was it physical or was it just verbal? I mean, any type of bullying is bad, but which one was yeah, it? Yeah, for sure. It was uh, it was just verbal. I don't think I would have let it okay. get physical. Yeah, um, it okay. was just like name calling, you know, the, which is yeah. honestly kind of worse. It was, yeah, mm. for sure. Um, being that you're only 22... Was it, did they take it to social media or was it just to your face or, you know, behind your back with an earshot? Um, I, I would hear about, a lot of it was directly to my face, which was like, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd have to hear it for myself. But then people would say, I would hear about people telling me, people saying stuff behind my back. And I was, um, I played a lot of Xbox online, like, like online gaming mm-hmm. and like people like from school or whatever would like, find me on there, and they would say things on there as well. So it was kind of everywhere, but it was never, like, Facebook or Twitter or anything like that. It was mainly okay. just my face. Now, what kind of things would they say? Um, My nickname in gym class was Fat Ass. That's, like, every day, I, that's how I got greeted as soon as I got to uh, my PE class. And um, that, that wow. was pretty well. And they got, every, they got, like, the whole PE class doing it, like, People I didn't even know, girls, guys, like you know, teachers seamlessly didn't do anything about it. Like that, they would hear it. And just I was about to ask, what the hell? Yeah, I mean, it was. The, they wow. like said it very loudly, and like the teachers could hear it, but it just it just went unnoticed, I guess. So, no, did anyone defend you at all, teachers or students? No, uh-uh. no one. Everyone just wow. kind of. I guess everyone's trying to survive high school and do their own thing, so they're not trying to go out of their way to help somebody that could potentially, you know, end up them getting picked on as well. So, Wow. So for the people that are listening that are currently being picked on, whether it be at, as an adult at work or whether it be as, you know, kids, I, I even heard college kids get picked on, which is just strange to me. Um, but um, what about the kids that are, I, I can't imagine any high schoolers are listening to my podcast, but what do you say to the people that are being picked on? Let's start there. What do you say to them? I would just tell them, want to stand say up to themselves, just stand mm-hmm. up for themselves now. You know, I think I let it get to a part where um, I shouldn't have let it get to. You know, I just sat back and was quiet about it because I, I'm not a confrontational person, but I think maybe it wouldn't have been as bad if I would have stood up and, you know, put my foot down and be like, hey, like, that's not acceptable. Like, I'm not going to stand for that. But instead, I was just kind of submissive towards it, accepted it, and just, so I didn't do myself any justice either. So I think I would just stand up for yourself. Don't let anyone try to bring you down or tell you that you're not good enough or anything like that. Do you regret not standing up for yourself? Yeah, I do, actually. I mean, I, looking back on it, I can't... I've changed so much, and I was so young mm-hmm. at the time. But, yeah, I really mm-hmm. wish I would have said something or done something or, you know, even, like, made it 
to where I called to the principal about it or anything. I just laid back and kind of just took it, which wasn't one of the better decisions I've made. And what did your parents say? I didn't really tell a lot of, like, my mom or anything like that or my grandparents because I didn't want them to worry about me and I didn't want to be viewed in that light because, like, when I was with my friends in my normal grades, like, I was, you know, I was the funny guy, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was mm-hmm. viewed totally different from my original grade to that grade. So I didn't really want people to know that I was being bullied um, mm-hmm. that knew me from my normal grade. But, yeah, so I didn't really go around talking about it too much. So I guess I just sat back and took it and just tried to get through the day. Was there a point that you wanted to harm yourself? Um, I mean, I think the thought crossed my mind. I don't think I would ever mm-hmm. actually do it. I mean, but of course, you know, there was times where I was like really depressed. And I just was like, you know, it, yeah, the thought of it would be easier than to continue living my life how I was. And that's what I knew I just needed to make a change. What um, What was the trigger that you said, you know what, I'm not going to harm myself. I am going to change and I'm going to show these people, you know? I think that was... um. But I weighed myself, and I was mm-hmm. saw how big I was, and I was going to a lot mm-hmm. of doctors' visits at the time, and they were like, "Hey, you know, every time you come in for a checkup, you're five to ten pounds heavier. You know, you're on the verge of being diabetic." Mm-hmm. So I think it was like all those little factors of my health, the social reasons of being picked on, and girls not noticing me, and just and the thoughts of harming yourself. You know, that that should never cross your mind. That should never be. You know an option, mm-hmm. and when you start thinking like that, I think it's when I realized how serious it was and how out of control it was, so I knew I needed to make change. Right. So, walk me through, so you, you've made the decision, all right, I need to lose weight. Where do you even start? Like, do you start with your diet? Do you start with your exercise? What was your um, research like? How did you... Well, my family, I come from a, I come from an overweight family. Like, everyone struggles mm-hmm. with weight in my family. And um, my mm-hmm. grandma and my mom have had done the Atkins diet previously. They've done it a lot, and they've lost mm-hmm. a lot of weight on it. So I kind of grew up, like, with that in my mind. They'd be like, oh, you know, Austin, you know, if you ever need to lose weight, Atkins is a good way to go. Low carb, you lose it quick. So as soon as I, like, got in my head that I needed to lose the weight, I went straight home. And told my grandma, I was like, hey, you know, I want to do the Atkins diet. I need to lose some weight. And she was like, okay. So they just got all the things that you needed for the Atkins diet, which back then they didn't have frozen meals or stuff like now. So now it's a lot easier to do it. So I had to, like, cook my own meals and stuff. But, yeah, it started with diet because I didn't even start working out until I lost at least 80 pounds because I just didn't feel comfortable going to the gym. Right. So you lost the 80 pounds and you're ready to go to the gym. How do you know what exercises to do? Did you reach out to anybody, any of your friends or somebody at the gym? Um, well, I didn't. I went to the gym. Was, I would go to the gym at midnight or like 1 a.m. because I was mm-hmm. so embarrassed. But I knew mm-hmm. um, doing just common Googling that um, if you want to lose a lot of weight, the best way to do mm-hmm. that is to do cardio. And mm-hmm. cardio was awful for me because I was so big and out of shape. I didn't run. I didn't do anything. Right essentially sat in my room and played video games all day. So I would just do what I could. I would jog for a little bit until I got winded, mm-hmm. and then I would do, like, a fast-paced walk. And then after I got my breath back, I would 
pick it back up with the jog and just kind of rotated and did that for 45 minutes a day. And mm-hmm. once I started doing that, the weight really increased and fell at an even faster rate. So, At any point did you think, all right, maybe I should get like steroids or some type of drug enhancement so that I can make this go quicker? I don't think so. I think it was falling off at okay. so quick. Yeah, I wasn't really um, mm-hmm. worried about gaining muscle. I was just, you know, I was weighing myself every, like, once a week, I would say, once every two weeks. And every time I got on, it was four or five pounds lighter. And I was just, I got almost addicted to that. So it was, I was really hooked on it. Right. I didn't want to do anything to jeopardize that number going down. So I was just, I just, like, I kept a food journal. So I would go back and read what I you know, eight that week and how many pounds down I was that week. And the weeks that I had the most pounds down, I would just replicate that the next week. Sort of like um, Weight Watchers, kind of? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Keep track of what you're eating. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. After you noticed the, the weight started coming off and you started to, you know, do your do differently and shopping and the clothes that you've always wanted to shop in, what was the reaction from first your family? How did they react to seeing the new you? I think they were really shocked. And, like, they mm-hmm. were shocked about the appearance as well, but so many other things changed, like, with my personality. Like, I would never go to family events or cookouts or anything like that. Like, I was a recluse. I just wanted to be to myself because I always felt like mm-hmm. everyone was always talking about me. If I was in a room full of people and they were whispering, I'd be like, oh, they're probably saying something about my weight because I was so insecure about it. You know, and mm-hmm. sometimes maybe they were, maybe they weren't. I don't know. But I, I just always mm-hmm. assumed that. So they were really, like, when I started coming around more at family events and stuff, they were just, like, really excited and really happy to have me around. So. Mm-hmm. Well, hello, you're, like, the nicest guy in the world. Of course they would love to have you around. <laughs> well, I appreciate um, that. What about your friends? How did they react? Did you wait yeah, my, before you answer? Did you take some time off to see your friends and then like had this like big reveal, or was it just you hung out with them? Well, and it was gradually coming off. I didn't mean to take time off from my friends, but I was just so wrapped mm-hmm. up in what I was doing, I didn't really see them yeah. a lot because I had they still had high school they were doing, and I had got my GED, so I wasn't even in school. Um, oh, I think. So I was totally out of school, and I kind of just mm-hmm. lost touch with them. I was, like I said, I was so wrapped up in working out and just focused on this. And I would see, I mean, I didn't lose the 166 pounds and then reveal it. Like, they would see, I would probably lose about 30 or 40, and then I'd run into them somewhere, or we'd hang out, and then I wouldn't see them for another, like, month. So every time they were seeing me, like, I was always, like, 40 pounds lighter, and they were just like, wow, man, like, you're losing, like, a ton of weight. Like, what are you doing? And I would tell them, you know, Atkins or whatever, and I was working out. And so it was like every time it was just good. It was a great feeling to see them and like get those compliments and stuff. It really kept me on track. And... Wow. Um, so the big question, did you, let's see, so 18, so what, one more year. Have you bumped into some people from high school and they've seen you, the people that made fun of you and they've had a different reaction towards you? 
Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I don't know if they think I forgot or maybe, you know, I mean, I don't forget anything. I use everything that anyone's ever said to me in a negative way for fuel to work out because sometimes I just don't feel like working out. So I don't forget anything. I hold on to everything that was said. I remember it very, very well. And I ran into pretty much all of them, and they just smile in my face and like, wow, man, you look great. I see you on TV, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, you know, and I'm like, mm. I'm not the type of person to say anything, but I just smile and say thanks, you know, just kind of, mm-hmm. because that's all you have to do. I don't have to let them know anything. They know that I'm doing well and that, you know, they were, and I kind of have to thank them a little bit because maybe they did make me who I am. You know, maybe if I didn't get yeah. picked on so bad, maybe I, I wouldn't have, yeah. it wouldn't have hit me so hard to the point where I had to, but. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just going to tell you some food for thought. I'm glad you didn't stand up to them. I'm glad you took the approach that you did because who knows what could have happened. They could have said, this kid thinks he's big. Well, guess what? I'm going to teach him. And their words could have turned into physical. So for me and your family and your friends and the people that care about you, I'm very glad that you took the high road and you didn't do anything and you didn't stand up for yourself in this instance because it it feels like the situation um, worked itself out as far as who you've become as a person and uh, what you've accomplished. So I'm pretty proud of you, to be honest with you. So, <laughs> Thank you very much. Know. But, yeah, I think it was just <laughs> – I think I was gratified enough just knowing that, you yeah. know, they, they've seen what I've done. I don't have to, you mm-hmm. know, throw it in their face or whatever. And I'm not right. a confrontational, physical type of person. So it was just – it was mm-hmm. satisfying enough to know. That's amazing. Your mom did a great job. Um, (laughs) So, an even bigger question. Tell me how you feel when you, like, let's say you go to a party. How do you feel when you walk in and girls are, like, double staring at you and, (laughs) oh, my God, who is that? And before, you wouldn't have... According to you, you wouldn't have had a chance with these girls. So how does it feel now seeing these people and these girls coming at you now? What's that like? It's, um, I would say, a little overwhelming because I'm still that shy Mm -hmm. kid that I was before. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I do have a ton more confidence, don't get me wrong, but when it comes to girls, Mm -hmm. I'm always that. I don't know, I'm just really awkward and shy, so when I'm walking into a situation and they're, like, looking at me or whatever, it's like, I feel good. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's like, it's great to know that they find me attractive now because they never would have, you know, before. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, it, feel, it feels great, but it is a little overwhelming at times. Um, and you don't have to talk about it in detail at all, but... Is there someone special in your life? There is. I've had a oh. girlfriend we're almost on three months. This coming up month, okay. so and things are going That's well, awesome. and I'm happy. So yeah, there is. So I'm not single. Congratulations, and you just broke the heart of every girl and gay man in America. Thank you for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> especially the gays. They're like, damn it. We we thought we had a shot. Um, so, are you more com- are you comfortable with like you know taking off your shirt and doing a shirtless selfie? 
or are you still like, mm, I don't know? No, I think I'm still like, mm, I don't know. I don't, yeah. I'm not totally confident in that aspect yet, but mm-hmm. I hope soon get there, and that's the goal. So, Did you, going into working out, have a goal weight for yourself, and now you're at it, or did you have the goal weight and then say, mm, maybe I'll keep going? Yeah, that's a great question. I did have a goal weight in mind. When I was doing it, when I was at my heaviest and I was on my phone calculator and I'm deducting all this weight and seeing what I want to get down to, I told myself 190 pounds would be great. Mm-hmm. And I I didn't know how it would look, so that was the number I had in mind. That was the goal. And I reached that goal, and I was looking at myself, and I was like, uh, you know, I'm not the tallest guy in the world, so maybe it wouldn't be bad to lose a little bit more, so... I keep losing and losing, and I'm just looking at, you know, the visual and taking pictures of what I looked like at 190, what I looked like at 170. I got down to, like, 155. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. well, this is, like, where it needs to stop. I don't even think my body could go lower than that. So, uh, But I, I was That's really good. good at, 50, at 155 to 165, anywhere in there I was really happy with. So, yeah, my goal was initially 190, and then I ended up surpassing mm-hmm. it. Wow. How long did it take for you to surpass it? Um, I lost it all in under a year. So I got to 190 um, probably around, I got to 190 probably like eight months, and then it took me like an additional two months to get down to like the 155-ish range. Wow. That's amazing. Um, had Were you fully employed throughout this whole time as well? Yeah, I actually had a job at a grocery store, and I was just like mm-hmm. a, a cart associate where you bring the carts in, and that I would mm-hmm. work eight hours a day on that. So I think I was getting a lot of workout just Exercise. by walking around mm-hmm. the huge parking lot. Yeah, so after that, my feet would be killing me, but I would still find the motivation to go to the gym afterwards. So I'm on my feet all day, plus going to the gym. So I think that's really another reason why the weight started to fall off as quickly as it did. Did your um, coworkers notice a difference, or were you still in that job after you were done? Um, I was like in there for the process for a little bit. Like they saw me. Mm-hmm. I was there for almost a year, probably. So, but I kind of came in halfway through. Like I wasn't at my biggest when I started working there because I wouldn't even apply for jobs when I was at my biggest. But they saw a little mm-hmm. bit. So I have to go there now, like after the, the whole after I'm mm-hmm. finished. And uh, mm-hmm. a lot of the people work there, and they're just like, wow. Some of them don't even notice me because I was uh, around 2.15 still when I was working there. Mm-hmm. Now, you were 2.15. How tall are you? How t- I am like 5.10.5-ish. I got to throw that half in there. <laughs> How tall? 5.10? Yeah, 5.10.5. What's with the half? <laughs> what? Half the <laughs> I have to throw the half in there. When you're as short as I am, every inch matters. <laughs> okay. Okay, we're talking about height, right? Yeah, we're talking about height. First of all, 5'10 is not short. Are you are well, you joking right now? I'm insecure about my height as well. I can't fix the height. I can't go on a diet and, you know, get 6'4". But I would like to okay. be around 6'3". Yeah. Okay. So that's never going to happen, number one. You're not going to be 6'3 if you're 5'10 at 22. Um, Unless you get, you know, knee implants, which I don't know. Um, Second of all, I want you to know something. 
I told you off air that you remind me of Zach. <laughs> Sorry about that. I don't know what happened. Um, let me try to get him to call back in. Sorry about that, guys. That's never happened before. Um, Give me just another moment. I'm just waiting for him to call back in. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure what happened. My call dropped, and um, I don't know if it was weather-related or whatnot. Nothing's going on here, but... um, Hey, Austin. Sorry about that. I don't know what happened. My call <laughs> dropped. In the, yeah, my call dropped on my end. It's never dropped before. I don't know what was going on. But um, uh, let me just jump back into my thought. I was saying that Zach Efron could be your older brother, and he's 5'8". <laughs> You're taller than him, just to let you know, by two inches. So, he's only 5'8"? He's only 5'8", so I want you to go away thinking that. So there you go. You're welcome. Well, that, that makes me a little bit more secure about my height. So there. Um, what I did want to talk to you about, uh, do you know who Rob Kardashian is? Rob Kardashian, yes. I do know who Rob Kardashian is. Do you feel any sort of connection with him? Because let me tell you the backstory on him. He grew up obviously a Kardashian, very good-looking, and guess what? He's 5'10". He um, got into a relationship. I guess the relationship was really... Well, he was in a first relationship. He cheated on her. She broke up with him, and then he got into a new relationship, and I guess she was controlling or whatever. I don't know the details because obviously I wasn't in the relationship with him, but he ended up gaining over 100 pounds, And now he is exactly who you were back then. He is overweight, depressed. He doesn't go out. He skips his sister's um, wedding because he doesn't want to be photographed. Having you talk about what you were going through sounds so much like him. It's like crazy. And um, what do you say to him? Because, I mean, he's a public figure. His sister, Chloe's constantly telling him, you know, through social media and I guess in person, come on with me to the gym, blah, blah, blah. He's like, no, it's been two years. He's gaining, gaining, gaining. Just found out he's diabetic. Um, if you could talk to him today, what would you say to him? I would tell him to, that if he – I think I would just tell him to not worry so much about the um, social aspect. I mean, I don't think it's right that his sisters are, you know, because they are so influential on social media. They have a mm-hmm. lot of followers. To publicize his weight like that, even though it's already mm-hmm. as publicized as it is, I don't think it's right for them to do that. I think if he wants to make a change, he should. And if he right. feels that he needs to, then great. And if he feels like he doesn't need to, then fine. You shouldn't have all this pressure on you just because your sisters or family are who they are. I do think right. uh, being depressed, I, I think he would be a lot happier if he did. 
because I know I was in that same boat, and I also know how hard it is to actually take hold of it and to do something about it. Um, and I think he will, essentially. I think he really will. I, it just takes time, and it takes patience. And I would just tell him to keep his head up and don't worry so much about what other people are thinking right now. What do you think will be the catalyst for him, you know? I mean, because he's got money. He's not poor. He's got a family that will support him. Um, what do you think will be his catalyst? You know, I don't I don't think I can say what would be his catalyst. I think he's going to have his own reasons for doing it. Um, and mm-hmm. if he doesn't do it, then maybe, I mean, they say he's depressed, but I don't know if anyone really knows if he is or he isn't, I think um, it's just got to come from within. you got to have your own reasons for wanting to do it, and you have to want to do it. You know, his sisters wanting him to do it isn't going to help him at all. You know, it, it, it comes down to just him wanting to do it. It has to be on his end. You can want, I mean, I have the same way with my clients. They tell me, oh, and I was like, hey, you know, if I could lose the weight for you, I would totally do it, but all I can do is give you help, give you tips, motivation. At the end of the day, you still have to go out there and do it on your own, so. I'm is your new sure job a personal trainer? I'm sorry? sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Is your new job as a personal trainer? Is that what you do? Oh, I just help people. I'm not like certified or anything, uh, but I have a lot like okay. tons of people reach out given my you know recent story being out. But yeah, I mean, I just help motivate people, and a lot of people want to work out with me. So okay, so you were saying that you just want him to feel confident in himself so that he can lose the weight for him, not for anybody else. Yeah, I just lose the weight for him and not anyone else. I mean, he and his family is in the public eye, which, you know, I, I had it bad, but I think his situation is much more severe given that he is so, he is related to that family and they're always, you know, they're reality TV stars. They're everywhere. And he has that same last name. So, of course, you know, he's, they see all of his sisters. They're in shape. They're doing this. They're doing that. And then I feel like he's, probably just feels really left out at the moment, and I think they need to do more job of helping him out instead of publicizing it, like tweeting. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a personal issue. I don't think it needs to be emphasized right. over social media. Do you think that they're trying to publicize it so that he can help other people, um, or do you think that that's something he should do on his own, not for them to push him to do? I think if he wants to, I think that should be on his end. Um, I think maybe it might be a little bit of that, and I think it might be a little bit of um, tough love trying to motivate him uh, to do something. But at the end of the day, you can motivate someone as much as you want, and if they don't feel the same way or they just don't have that motivation, then it's not going to work out. So, um, like, you know, just making it public everywhere and talking about it is not going to help them at all. I think they just need to handle that in private and have a private discussion. Right. Um, wow, that's pretty awesome. I wish she was listening. <laughs> um, what is your goal? Like, what? what is your dream for yourself right now? My dream for myself... All I'm really focused on this year is getting um, surgery, skin removal surgery for the skin that didn't tighten up. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's really all my mind's focused on at the moment. But I'm also trying to finish school and get my degree because I would like to one day own my own gym and be a personal trainer. So I think that's Mm -hmm. like the long-term goal. But right now it's in the immediate future. 
I'm focused more on my surgery. Nice. And your girlfriend's totally supportive. Oh, yeah. She's great. You know, she's awesome. I don't like to talk too much about it. You know, I guess right. I don't like to put my baggage off on other people. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so she, she's been supportive through everything. So she's been great. That's awesome. I'm so happy. You just seem, like, so relaxed and calm and such a nice guy. It's like... <laughs> well, thank you very much. Do you get mad? Like, do you have a bad day? Like, what is that like? You know? <laughs> I do I do get mad. I mean, I don't... I try not to get mad, but I try to see the positive side in every situation. But, yeah, we're all human. We all get mad and stuff. But I try to be as positive as I can. That's awesome. Um... Have you thought about like doing um, a Facebook page or a um, um, some sort of group so that people can share their experiences, not just with you but with each other? Yeah, I, um, I have given that a lot of thought actually, and over the past couple of weeks, my friends list on Facebook has like tripled so. And I have a lot of people reach out to me on that. But I was thinking about maybe like a, um, kind of like like you said, a group page where people can come and kind of talk about their experience and just everyone kind of motivate each other and just stay connected in that way. I think that would be a great idea. And I would need to um, look a little bit more into that. But it has crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Um, we're just a little bit over the half hour mark, so... I did want to um, thank you so much for talking to me. It was it, it's so nice to talk to you, obviously online, but it's even more to hear from your own experiences. You know, um, it's so motivating to to be around positive people and to hear some of the stories that got through it. I always say to people who reach out to me and like you know. I don't know if you are aware, I think you are pretty much aware that I'm a trans woman and people ask me, you know, how did you get through, you know, your childhood and stuff? And I always say to them, don't make a permanent decision during a temporary situation. And I love that you were so positive throughout everything that you went through. And at the end, you're coming out brighter. So I'm I'm really happy for you, really. Thank you so much. And um, if you want to follow Austin on Instagram, it's Austin A, and then his last name, S-H-I-F-S-E-T-T, correct? Yep, just me. And then your um, Twitter is Austin underscore your last name again with one T, is that correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so it's S-H-I-F-F-E-T. Every time I say S-H-I, I think I'm ready to spell shit. So <laughs> I feel almost naughty spelling your name. But um, <laughs> thank you again so much for talking to me and dealing with my technical difficulties. I don't know what that was. But um, you're an awesome guy, and I hope that we stay in touch and maybe have you back sometime. Hey, yes, ma'am, for sure. Thank you for having me. Not a problem. And, again, guys, look look out for Austin. Hopefully he gets that Facebook page under wraps so we can all um, 
see it and see his journey. That would be awesome to see before and after. And, um, yeah, thanks again, Austin. Appreciate you coming on. Oh, no problem. Thank you. You're You're welcome. Have a great night, everybody. Still thirsty for more tea? Then check out our upcoming and archived shows right here on our Blog Talk radio page. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at The Spilled Tea and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash The Spilled Tea. Thanks for listening to tonight's episode of The Spilled Tea.